It's getting hot outside and you're probably ready for summer vacation. In this podcast episode, I'm going to share with you 10 steps to travel stress-free. Without further ado, let's get into this. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're a returning listener, be sure to share this episode with your family and your friends. Most people travel to some degree for vacation or for work. So whether you travel a lot or just have an odd vacation from time to time, you will want to make sure you get the best deals on your travel and also you want to travel as stress-free as possible. The first step is choosing a location. Now, let's be clear. You need to know exactly where you want to go. Don't just say, I want to visit Texas because Texas is a pretty big state. So for instance, say I want to go to Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, etc. Step two is really important, especially if you plan to travel internationally, because if you don't have these things, then you're probably not going to go. And that is making sure your destination requires a passport or a visa, because if it does, if you haven't already applied for your passport or visa, you need to make sure you have enough time to do your application, also to send it in and wait for it to come back. So don't plan any trips or vacations if you need a passport or visa because if it is necessary and you don't have it, you will not be able to board the plane. Do your research and check. Some places will allow you to apply for your visas online, and some places you'll have to apply for your visa once you arrive. And for those of you who are not familiar, a visa basically is for a country that you're entering, which says you can stay for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of money. So it is important to know how much visas cost, if you need one, one thing I want to say that's important that I don't think people tend to remember is making sure your passport is not going to expire before you leave um, and also not while you're abroad. Most countries won't let you come into their country if your passport is going to expire within six months. Reason being, if you decide to stay there long term, they don't want to have any issues where you can't come back into America or whatever country is your home country. So be mindful of that and make sure you find out in advance if you need a passport or a visa for your trip. This really only applies for international, but even if you are, say, on the same continent, like I'm in North America, you still would need to have a passport to go to Mexico and you would still need to have one to go to Canada. So even though we're not technically leaving the land, we still have to have passports and visas to enter. Step three is choosing your transportation. So like I said, it really just depends on where you want to go. Because if you're going to be landside, you can take a plane or you can take a car, a bus, or a train. But if you're flying internationally, your options are limited to a boat, like a cruise boat, or a plane. So make sure you choose your preferred type of destination on how you're going to get there. So it's always best to find out which type of transportation you would like to take to your destination so that you can get quotes to figure out what's the best thing for your budget and also the best thing for your comfortability. Now, let's just say you want to fly on a plane. My first thing that I would suggest is that you book your flight in advance because if you know you will be flying somewhere months before you actually take your trip, you probably will get the best prices. Many airlines will offer discounts to those who book at least a month or more for their actual flight. You can also use the months leading up to keep tabs on the various competing airlines as prices can fluctuate significantly as the different companies get into 
was called airline price wars. In the summer of 2020, just so you guys will know, the price of flights are going to go up. It's already been announced by the airlines. So with that being said, you're already going to pay more in general. So definitely plan in advance so you're not paying more than what you have to. The next thing I would say is if you plan on flying is to be flexible. If you decide to fly at 6 a.m. in the morning or if you want to take the last flight for the day, those flights are typically cheaper than if you try to fly out midday. It's also equally cheaper if you decide to fly out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday versus a Friday or a Saturday. If you can save money on your flight, you can always you know, get the better hotel or do those attractions and things that you probably wouldn't do if you had to pay more for your plane ticket. So being flexible actually can pay off. The third thing if you decide to fly is to check for upgrades. Many airline companies will offer a variety of deal packages and upgrades that most travelers are not aware of. For example, active military personnel often get a discount on many flights. Also check your emails because when I came back from Tanzania, I got an email asking if I wanted to upgrade maybe for more leg space, maybe for first class or business class. So always just check your email too because they'll um, sometimes sneak in those upgrades that way. The fourth thing you need to do if you decide to fly is to consider bundling up. This is a more common approach to getting a good deal on your airline as I am sure you have seen ads telling you to bundle up your services. But it's true. If you bundle up your hotel, your rental car, and your flight, you can often save more money than if you had paid for each one separately. So if you're going to be using these things anyway, why not take the cheaper approach? You can look at sites like Priceline, you have Orbitz, you have Expedia. If you have a Costco membership, you can also save big by going through Costco, which is what I do for rental cars especially. But you can find really good bundle deals if you have Costco membership. And I don't think many people even take advantage of that. But just know if you bundle up your vacations, you actually can save more money in the long run. Now, another way, like I said, that people may decide to travel is to take land options like cars, buses, or trains. But let's just say you decide to take a car route. You need to know how much is the cost of a rental, gas, not just the cost of gas, but how much does the car actually take? So when you fill it up, you can have an approximation of how much gas that's going to take. And then depending on how many miles, how many times will you have to fill up, etc. You also need to um, consider rental insurance. Check with your credit card service because most of the credit card services either will offer collision or comprehensive insurance coverage. But just double check to make sure your credit card offers that. And then even your regular car insurance sometimes even covers you for rental insurance. Plan it in your budget to pay for the rental insurance. Now, you may have to pay for an extra driver fee if it's applicable. So you also need to know how much is it going to cost for an extra driver to drive. Like I said, I usually go through Costco because they usually have the best prices, but they also include an extra driver free. So I also like that as well. So if you plan on driving a rental car for your next trip or vacation, consider going through Costco if you have a membership and using their rental car service. Another thing you want to include are tolls. It's already you know, going to be a long trip, but if you can shorten the trip by taking tolls, then that is something you'll need to include. Another form of transportation you can take is a bus or a train. Now for me, this is personally not my favorite because they take much, much longer because they have to make stops to pick people up from different places. So what could be, let's say, a 10-hour drive could take about 24 after they make all those numerous stops. 
So that's not my preference. But if it's something, you know, if you got plenty of time, I would say why not? If you do decide that this is your thing, make sure you check the cost of ticket. And the cost of your ticket can vary depending on your comfortability. So look at the different um, packages they have for your tickets. Also see if baggage is included. And if it's not, how much it's going to cost to add bags and how many bags can you bring with you? And then you'll need to find out transportation to get to the station. So you'll need to get to the train station or the bus station and you'll need to get picked up from there. So whether you take a Lyft or Uber or if you have a friend or a family that's coming to pick you up or if you're going to get a rental car, you still need to factor in how you're going to get from the station. Step four, now you need to find out where you want to stay. And there are different options. So I recommend just figuring out which one do you think is the safest and the most affordable and that's going to be near where all of your attractions are going to be. So you can choose a hotel, an Airbnb, um, family or friends houses or hostels. Some people don't feel as safe staying in the Airbnb, but I personally like Airbnbs over hotels because they sometimes have better location than some hotels do. But at the same time, I like hotels because it allows me to have amenities that I probably wouldn't have at an Airbnb. Now, if you're going to be traveling stress-free, I recommend writing three options down for where you want to stay. So whether it's a hotel, Airbnb, family and friends house, or a hostel, you'll need to write down what's your top three places. And then I want you to also write down the prices because you're going to need to know how much your total trip is by the end of this podcast. Step five is attractions. So you're not just going to a place just to go. You should always have an objective as to why you're going. Are you going to go for beaches, clubs, museums, sports, historical landmarks, festivals, mountains, etc.? Whatever you're going for, make sure you write down your top three reasons why you want to visit that destination and write down those attractions and how much it's going to cost per person. Because a lot of times we say we want to go to these places, but we don't know how much it's going to cost and then we get surprised. Step six is your food allowance. Most people just see vacation as an opportunity to try all kinds of foods, which is cool because I like to do that too. I'm absolutely a foodie, so I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to judge you about it. But I will tell you, if you don't have a budget for how much you want to spend per day per person, you will overspend every single time. So because you're not at home, you're probably not going to be cooking any foods. So you need to factor in breakfast, lunch, dinner, and some snacks for you and whoever you're traveling with and have a daily budget. So you need to determine, again, what you want your food allowance to be and give yourself a minimum and a maximum number for what's going to be a good marker for you and your family. Step seven, local transportation. So again, you have now arrived at your destination but now you need to get picked up from the airport, the train station, or the bus station to get to your final destination, which is probably going to be your accommodation, like your hotel, Airbnb, family or friend's house, or a hostel. So how are you going to get there? You need to research this first before you arrive. You need to know if you can walk to your destination, if you have to rent a car, is there going to be a hotel shuttle, a city bus, a city train or subway, Uber or Lyft? Will you have a family or a friend pick you up or is a ferry applicable? You know, like if you go to places like New York or Jersey, can you take a ferry? So knowing exactly how you're going to get around is important because you don't want to find out you get someplace and you're stuck. So you want to do this research in advance and you want to try to see if you can get as much close as possible. But 
it's probably going to be difficult to know how much a ride share service is going to cost until you actually get there and put in your mileage to see how much that's going to cost. Step eight is approximating your total vacation. You need to calculate every single thing that you are going to do on this trip. How are you going to get there? So like I said, plane, bus, train, car. So make sure you have that. Then you need to figure out how much it's going to cost for your accommodation, your attractions, your food, and your local transportation. Once you have all those things, then you have an idea of how much your trip is going to cost or your vacation is going to cost so that you can plan accordingly. Number nine, you are ready to set a date. Once you know how much time you need to get all your money together and if the hotel or whatever is going to be available, now you can set your date. And if you have a job, you can put it in to take off. Now, number 10 is going to be to take plenty of pictures. Gone are the days of buying people little trinkets from your travels that they never really appreciate. So for me, what I do is I take plenty of pictures and videos, and then I make things like video reels or photo albums online. And then you have websites like Shutterfly, which allows you to print off those pictures on postcards or magnets or t-shirts. So I would say you're better off making your own little travel gifts for your family and friends and give them things they would actually appreciate. Now, one thing I did not include is travel insurance. Travel insurance for me works best if you go overseas more so than if you're in your home state or country. Because of the fact you never know if you're going to have some horrible accident or if you're going to get sick, it's always best to have travel insurance. And there are different places you can go to get quotes, but I would just say make sure that it's going to fully pay for all of your needs that you, you need to have. So that was just a little bonus. So that concludes my 10 steps to make traveling stress-free. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're a return listener, be sure to share this episode with your family and your friends. That's all I have for now. Until next time, I will talk to you later. Oh, 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 oh,